Section 20 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 10. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 10. Section 20. Selected Scenes by Pierre Cornet. THE LOVERS FROM THE CID The scene is an apartment in the house of Chemin's father in Seville. Chemin and Elvire are conversing, after Chemin has learned that her father, the Count de Hormas, has lost his life in a duel with Don Rigucu, the son of an aged nobleman insulted by de Hormas. Chemin At stake is my honor. Revenge must be mine. Whate'er the desire, love may flattering stir, To the soul nobly born, all excuse is disgrace. Elvire Thou lovest Don Rihu, he can never offend. Chemin I admit it. Elvire Admitting it, how canst thou act? Chemin By substaining my honour, by casting my care, Pursue him, destroy him, and after him, die. Don Grihu, entering as she speaks the last words, Tis well, without taking the pains of pursuit, be secure in the pleasure of ending my days. Chemin, Ilvir, oh, where are we? What, what do I see? Rodrihu in this house, before me, Rodrihu. Don Rodrihu, Oh, spare not my blood, unresisted, pray, taste, of my ruin, the sweetness, of vengeance, the joy. Chemin. Alas! Don Rihu. Hear me, lady. Chemin. I die. Don Rihu. But one word. Chemin. Go, I say, let me die. Don Rihu. Ah! Vouchsafe me a word, and once I have spoken, make reply with this sword. Chemin. What? A sword e'en now red with the blood of my sire? Don Rihu. Chemin, my Chemin. Chemin. Hide that hideous steel that rebuketh my eyes for thy crime and thy life. Don Rihu. Nay, rather behold it, thy hate to excite, thy wrath to increase, and my doom so to speed. Chemin, it is tinged with my blood. Don Rihu, plunge it then into mine, that it may lose the dread tint of thy veins. Chemin, ah, fate all too cruel, that slays in one day the father by steel and the daughter by sight. Take away, as I bid, what I cannot endure. Thou wilt that I hearken, and killst me meantime. Don Rehu. What thou wishest I do, but with no less desire that my life, now deplorable, ends by your hand. For expect not, I beg, from my passion itself, a coward's repentance of deeds so deserved. From thy father's rash hand came a blow, past recall, 
It dishonored my sire in his honored old age. What are blows to a man of due honor thou knowest? In the shame I had part, and its author must seek. Him I saw, both my father and honor I avenged. I would do it again if I had it to do. Yet think not gainst duty to father and self, my love for thee, lady, no contest has made. Of thy power in this moment do thou be the judge. Too well might I doubt if such vengeance I dared. Bound to please thee, Shemen, or to suffer affront. Too rash seemed my arm, I would fain hold it back. With a deed all too violent blamed I myself. Thy beauty had weighed down the balance at last. Had I not to thy charms countervailing opposed that a man lost to honor could not thee deserve, that once having loved me when blameless I lived, she who cared for me stainless must hate me disgraced, that to hearken to love, to obey its soft voice, was to find myself shameful, thy favor to stain. Again do I tell thee, and while I shall breathe, unchanged shall I think, and unchanging will say, I have done thee offense, but I could not halt back, a disgrace to remove and thyself to deserve. But now, quits with honor, and quits toward my sire, tis thee, thee alone, I would fain satisfy. Tis to proffer my blood that thou seest me here. I have done what I should, what is left I would do. Well I know that thy father's death arms thee toward mine. Not thee have I wished of thy victim to cheat. Boldly immolate now the blood he has spilled, the being who glories that such was his deed. Shemen. Ah, Rodrigo, true it is that though hostile I am, no blame can I speak that disgrace thou hast fled. How e'er from my lips this my dolor break forth, I dare not accuse thee, I weep for my woes. I know that thy honor, on insult so deep, demanded of ardor of valorous proof. Thou hast done but the duty enjoined on the brave, yet more in its doing, tis mine thou hast taught. By thy courage funnest, and thy conquest I'm schooled, thy father avenged, and thine honor upheld. Like care, see, is mine, for to load me with grief, I must my father avenge, I must honor uphold. Alas, tis thy part here that brings me despair. Had aught other misfortune bereft me of sire, my heart in the joy of beholding thyself, the sole solace that heart could receive would have found, against my affliction, a charm would be strong. My tears would be dried by the dearest of hands. But lo, I must lose thee, my father a loss, and the more that my soul may in torment be thrown, my star has decreed that I compass thy end. Expect not, in turn, from the passion I own, that my hand I shall stay from thy punishment meet. Thy direful offense makes thee worthy of me. By thy death I shall show myself worthy of thee. Unrhymed Literal Version in the Meter of the Original by E. Arrhenius Stevenson 
Don Rodrigo describes to King Fernando his victory over the Moors. From the Cid. Under me, then, the troop made advance, with soldierly confidence marked on each brow. Five hundred we started, but soon reinforced. Three thousand we were when the port we had reached. So much did mere sight of our numbers, our mien, new courage revive in all timorous hearts. Two-thirds did I ambush as soon as arrived in the vessels in harbor that ready were found. But the others, whose numbers each hour did increase, with impatience on fire all about me encamped, stretched out on the earth past the beauteous night, in the harbor I ordered the guards to like watch. Their consumed my stratagem further assist, I dared to declare, sire, as thine the command that I so followed out and enjoined upon all. In the radiance pallid that fell from the stars, at last with the flood-tide we spy thirty sails. Beneath swells the wave, and in movement therewith, the sea and the moors into harbor advance. We permit them a passage, to them all seemed calm, our soldiers unseen, and the walls without ward. Our silence profound, well deluded their wit. No longer they doubt our surprise is achieved. Without fear they draw nearer. They anchor. They land. They run to the hands that are waiting to strike. Then rise we together, and all in a breath, utter clamorous shoutings that heaven would rise. From the ships to such signal our troops make response. They stand forth in arms and the moors are dismayed. By dread they are seized when but half disembarked. Ere the battle's begun, they have deemed themselves lost. They have come but to pillage. Tis fight that they meet. We assail them on sea, we assail them on land. On the ground runs the blood we set flowing in streams, ere a soul can resist or fly back to his post. But soon in our spite the chiefs rallied their host. Their courage awoke, and their fear was o'ercome, the shame of their dying without having fought, their disorder arrests, and their valor restores. A firm stand they take, and their swords are unsheathed. The land and the stream, aye, the fleet and the port, are a field where, triumphant over carnage, is death. Oh, many the deeds, the exploits worthy fame, in that horror of darkness are buried for aye. When each, the sole witness of blows that he struck, could not guess whether fortune the conflict would steer. I flew to all sides to encourage our force, here to push into action, and there to restrain, to unrank the new coming, to spur them in turn. Yet not could I know till the breaking of day, but in dawn and the light our advantage was plain. The Moors saw their ruin, their courage declined and beholding new succor approach to our side, change their ardor for battle to sheer dread of death. Their vessels they seek, every cable is cut, for farewells to our ears are sent up their wild cries. Their retreat is a tumult, no man ever heeds if their princes and kings have made good their escape, even duty itself yields to fear so extreme. On the flood-tide they came, the ebb bears them away, Meantime their two kings with our host still engaged, mid a handful of followers slashed by our blows, in valiance contending our selling life dear. In vain to surrender I beg them, entreat, with a scimitar gripped not a word will they hear. 
but at sight of their troops falling dead at their feet, the brave who alone make so vain a defense, our chief they demand, and to me they submit. To you, O oh my sire, have I sent them, each one, and the combatants lacking, the combat was done. The Wrath of Camilla From the Horus Horatius, the only survivor of the combat, advances to meet his sister Camilla with Proclus at his side, bearing the swords of the three slain Karatii, one of whom was Camilla's betrothed. Camilla surveys him with horror and disdain as he advances. Horatius, Lo, sister, the arm that thou hath brothers avenged, the arm that our fate so contrary has checked, the arm that makes Alba our own, and to-day by one deed the lot of two nations hath fixed. See these tokens of honor, my glories attest. Do thou pay the tribute now due to my fame? Camilla. Receive, then, my tears, for my tears are thy due. Horatius. Nay, Rome likes them not, after action so bold. Our brothers, both slain by the combat's dark fate, are avenged by this blood. No more weeping demand. If a loss be so paid, then the loss is no more. Camilla. Since thou deemest my brothers by blood so appeased, I will cease to show sign of my grief for their death. But who shall avenge me my lover's death, say, and make me forget in one moment such loss? Horatius. What sayest thou, unhappy? Camilla. O oh, beloved Curiace! Horatius. O oh, boldness disgraceful from sister disgraced! The name on thy lips and the love in thy heart of the foe of our people, whose conquest is mine. Thy criminal flame to such vengeance aspires. Thou darest to utter such thought of thy heart? Follow passion the less. Better rule thy desire. Make me not so to blush that thy sighs are not hid. From this moment thou owest to smother thy flame. Free thy heart from them. Dwell on these trophies instead. And make them from this hour thy sole pleasure in life. Camilla. Nay, first give me, cruel, a heart hard as thine, and if thou wilt seek all my spirit to read, give me back grace, or my passion let glow. My joy and my grief of his lot are apart. Him living I loved, him in death I deplore. No more find me sister, deserted by thee. Behold in me only a woman outraged, who, like to some fury pursuing thy steps, unceasing shall charge thee with trespass so great. O oh, tiger blood-gorged, who forbiddest my tears, who would see me find joy in this death thou hast wrought, who vauntest to heaven itself such a deed, shall I by approval bring death to him twice? Misfortune so dire, may they follow thy life, that thou fallest to envying even my own. Oh, soon by some cowardice mayest thou blot this glory thy brutal soul reckons so dear. Horatius. Oh, heavens! Hath any an equal rage seen? Dost thou think I could brook 
all unmoved such offence? That race could endure in dishonour so deep? Love, love thou the death which means good to thy state, prefer to thy passion and thoughts of this man the sentiment due to a daughter of Rome. Camilla, Rome, object supreme of the wrath that I feel, this Rome, to whose aid came thy arm and my loss, Rome, city that bore thee, by thee so adored, Rome, hated the more for his honouring thee, all may each of her neighbours together in league sap every foundation as yet so unsure, nay, if Italy be not enough to the fall, let the east and the west for her ruins unite, let peoples co-join from the four winds of heaven be met to her downfall, let hills aid and seize, overthrown in her walls may she prostrate be cast, torn out by her hands her entrails be strewn, May the anger of heaven, here kindled by me, rain down on her dwellings a deluge of fire. O oh, grant that mine own eyes such thunderbolts see, see her mansions in ashes, her laurels in dust. See the latest of Romans yielding his last breath, I cause of it all, I dying of joy. With the last words, Camilla rushes from the apartment. Horace snatches his sword and pursues her, exclaiming, Oh, too much! Even reason to passion gives place. Go weep thou thy lost curious in the shades. After an instant is heard behind the scenes the shriek of the wounded Camilla. Oh, traitor! Horace, returning to the stage. Receive thou quick chastisement. Do whomsoever shall dare Roman foe to lament. Unrhymed Literal Version in the Meter of the Original by E. Arrhenius Stevenson Paulina's Appeal to Severus From Polyucte Severus I stand agaze, rooted, confounded, in sheer wonderment. Such blind resolve is so unparalleled. I scarce may trust the witness of mine ears. A heart that loves you, and what heart so poor that knowing loves you not? One loved of you, to leave regretless, so much bliss just one. Nay, more, as though it were a fatal prize, to his carivial straight to yield it up. Truly, or wondrous manias Christians have, or their self-happiness must be sans born, since to attain it they will cast away what others at an empire's cost would win. For me, had fate, a little sooner kind, blessed my true service with your hand's reward, the glory of your eyes had been my worship. My twin kings had they reigned, kings, nay, my gods, to dust, to powder, had I grinded been, ere I had. Paulina, hold, let me not hear too much. Let not the smouldering embers of old time relume to speech unworthy of us both. Severus, no Paulina utterly. His latest hour my Polyectus nears. Nay, scarce a minute has he yet to live. You all unwittingly have been the cause of this his death. I know not if your thoughts, their portals opening to your wishes knock, 
have dared to some wild hope give harboring based upon his undoing but no well no death so cruel i would not boldly front hell hath no tortures i would not endure or ere my stainless honour i would spot my hand bestowing upon any man who any wise were his death's instrument and could you for such madness deem me apt hate would replace my erstwhile tender love your generous still be so to the end my father fears you is in mood to grant all you might ask ay i in dare aver that if my husband he do sacrifice twill be to you save then your hapless victim bestir yourself stretch him your helping hand that this is much to claim of you i know but more the efforts great the more the glory to save a rival spite of rivalry with greatness all particular to you and be that not enough for your renown twere much to let a woman erst so loved and haply who may yet be somewhat dear her greatest treasure owe to your great heart in fine remember that you are severus adieu alone determine of your course for if you not be all i think you are i'd still not knowing it believe you such english translation by w f noakes end of section 20 recording by todd With greatness all particular to you. With greatness all particular to you. To leave regretless. To leave regretless.